Hello and welcome to today's podcast with Cornwall Insight, where we'll be discussing the unprecedented changes in the cost of energy for businesses and some of the drivers of that change. I'm Anna Moss, I'm Head of Consumer Markets at Cornwall Insights, and today I'll be speaking to Craig Lowry, who's a senior consultant uh, in the business. Hi, Craig. Hello, Anna. So I was hoping, Craig, you might be able to kick us off by talking about the kind of challenges that businesses are facing at the moment. Of course. You know, I think just to contextualise things, I mean, the, the, the word unprecedented gets used, well, quite a lot. It certainly has been used quite a lot um, over the last six to nine months as far as the energy market is concerned. And I guess not wanting to necessarily immediately uh, show my age or the amount of time I've been in the industry, but I've been in and around the sector since 1994 and I've never seen anything like this as far as just the the wholesale price dynamics and the wider um, implications for the sector um, are concerned. You know, I think what we're seeing as far as the move in wholesale prices are concerned and also the, the wider response to it at not just national government, but also, you know, European level, potentially globally as well, is, um, you know, potentially a once in a shift uh, as far as the energy sector is concerned, you know, with the high prices that we're seeing really catalyzing what was already a considerable push towards net zero. So that's, that's a, a little bit of context and and scene setting. But I mean, I, I guess going back to the issue of you know where we are from a from a, a business user um, perspective is concerned. Um, you know, business customers like their domestic counterparts will be facing uh, record high energy bills. You know, certainly as we we look at you know the the, the traditional uh, time of renewals around April. And I guess it's also interesting. Certainly, some of the anecdotal evidence that we um, that we've had is there are businesses out there who secured contracts in 2020 at the bottom of the market during uh, during or around the time of of the first lockdown and um, you know they are now looking at um, considerable orders of magnitude of increases simply by virtue of the you know just just the timing of their of of their contracting so that's going to be you know even more of a challenge for and even more of a shock certainly for, for businesses who have been able to or who were at the time able to lock in you know two-year deals and are now facing gone from one extreme to the other as far as the market is concerned and what that means for their energy bills. It's a similar story, I suppose, to the research we've done in um, the SME markets for smaller businesses too, that perhaps some of them advised to take short-term prices when uh, we saw lots of increases in the October renewals round that are now looking at even higher prices and actually a real lack of available offers in the SME market at the moment. We think there'll be a lot of businesses coming through for renewal that will effectively go on to out of contract rates for a period of time. So, yeah, it seems a very, very difficult time. And as you said, unprecedented, really an overused word, but a, a probably really important one in this circumstance. In terms of the drivers of price, the price increases, are we really just looking at the wholesale price? Are there any other factors contributing? Uh, I mean, you know, for for the most part, it is the wholesale price. You know, we we are seeing um, with the start of um, the the latest round of network charging reforms for electricity um, coming in um, from April twenty twenty two. That would, um, I mean, I guess in in normal circumstances that would be quite big news. But um, you know, it certainly has just been frankly overshadowed um, by what we're seeing 
in the um, in the wholesale market. You know, so you know the the changes to um, uh, transmission distribution charges with the with the start of the new charging year. You know, also the expectation of higher um, uh, balancing costs through the electricity per CWAS charge. You know, these are all factors which. You know, I guess in any other year would very much be headline news in terms of drivers for the market, but um, you know the, um, the 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 wholesale market increase in the volatility in the market really is just overshadowing everything mm. at this point. And is there anything that larger businesses can do then to manage the risk of the the well significant increases that they might be facing? Uh, you know, certainly in the context of um, the um, the larger end users who are um, on well, I guess either on a flexible contract or you know and or are engaged in active risk management um, of that contract. You know, I'd certainly expect there to be a lot of discussions being held um, either between the um, the business customer and their third party intermediary. Um, and all the business customer and their supplier, or potentially all three, depending upon the the, the contract setup, um, to see you know what options are out there from a risk management perspective. Well, that's engaging in more active risk management, ensuring that the policy that they've got or the the route to market approach that they have is still fit for purpose. Um, you know, I think there are definitely discussions that we would expect to. Um, to be seeing, um, I guess you know one of the other things, and, and going back to the whole issue regarding net zero and the and uh, and and that particular transition, is inevitably when we see these periods of high and volatile wholesale prices, is that it does focus thinking on alternatives to um, to to grid supplied energy, whether it's electricity or gas, you know, and really looking at um, some of those investment plans, which perhaps may have been shelved for whatever reason or may not have been historically. Um, commercially viable, but in 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 the higher wholesale market conditions that we've got at this point in time, certainly do look more attractive. So I think you know certainly looking at that from a from, from a TPI slash supplier engagement perspective, you know, can certainly see those discussions being um, undertaken in earnest um, for as long as you know these conditions remain, and frankly beyond. And are you able to share any more? specifics on that i don't know from what you've looked at before are there any particular types of technologies that larger companies are more interested in or is this more about managing how they use their energy as well where it's sourced from um it's probably both and first i mean what we what we certainly saw and this was this was partly aided by um the support which existed under the under the feed-in tariff regime at the time you know is the um the large increase in um solar generation and behind the meter investment in the um in the 2010s i guess a combination of the the changing economics of solar the um loss of subsidy for them but i guess also looking from a legislative standpoint the potential changes to um to um the regulations pertaining to behind the meter assets i think you know that they are all factors which mean that what we see this time around or the responses that we see this time around um, you know, will be <laughs> will be similar but different, um, uh, if you will. I think um, you know certainly the issue for um, for large gas large gas users is um, the challenges that they face. I guess are a little, a little bit more different. Certainly, if if gas is being used for heating process with its heating within an industrial process, if you will, then decarbonisation of that and on moving to electrification. Um, 
isn't immediately commercially viable given the um, the relative levels of uh, the gas and electricity costs. So um, yeah, you know, different 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 but similar set of challenges to what we've to what we've seen previously. And I suppose lots of people have asked us as well in the past or, or commented generally in the press around how far in advance do businesses typically buy their energy? So if we're looking at very high prices now, have lots of businesses already purchased that and are they more secure because of that? Um, I mean, I think, you know, I certainly think, again, taking that step back to, to where we were this time two years ago, I think, you know, businesses that were able to do two, three-year deals um, would have um, very much looked to look to lock in at those rates. I think what we have now is a, it's, I guess it's almost a situation whereby the challenge is, do you as a business accept that you have, um, well, in theory, um, a atypically high bill for 2022-23? Um, and then the expectation that you know you that, that you have a more normal in inverted commas bill from 2023-24 onwards, uh, and and you used to and you unfortunately have to manage that 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 spike in your in, in your bill, or do you say um, you know I'm going to look at a two three year deal to try to mitigate the the immediate in, in, impact um, on my bottom line from an energy point of view. Um, I mean, I think that decision is very much going to be made on on, on a business business by business basis. You know, obviously noting that a lot of um, businesses, um, I guess public sector as well, you know, work on very um, set um, annual budgeting cycles. So, so doing a multi-year deal is not um, possibly something which is historically um, being considered. I mean, I th- certainly do think that the larger end users and those on flexible contracts, you know, they'll still be looking at you know minimum three-year deal, but um, actively um, managing their risk through their through their flexible contract. So, um, you know, they will obviously be, I guess, very much at the at the sharp end as far as the increase in prices are concerned. But you know, one would think um, with the ability within their risk policy to try and mitigate some of their exposure to that. It's a bit of a crystal ball here, but where do you think we're going next in terms of challenges in the business markets? Is this something set to continue for the rest of the year? Um, I mean, really, as far as the as far as the wholesale market volatility um, is concerned, um, I think given the 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 root causes of the volatility in the um, in the market, um, I think uh, unfortunately, you know, we we will continue to see volatility for as long as the as um, that particular situation continues, and I guess, frankly, beyond looking at some of the uh, the commitments that we've had or the policy statements that we've had from the UK government and the um, and the EU, I guess, as far as uh, you know, an immediate term supply con- supply um, consideration is uh, is concerned. Um, we are moving out of the winter period, um, and to uh, you know, summer where we would expect that from an electricity standpoint, there'd be more renewables on, on the grid, so some more low cost plant contributing to the generation mix. Um, so I think, you know, that, that is something that, you know, we would certainly expect to see um, reflected in prices. But um, I think it's fair to say the potential for 
for both high prices and volatility um, in those prices. Unfortunately, it doesn't immediately look to be going away anytime soon. And you've been working uh, on a new service, I think, Craig, um, around forecasting some of those electricity bill costs. Is there anything you could tell us a bit more about that? Yes, um, uh, that is the um, the delivered energy cost forecast uh, for um, for electricity, which, I mean, it really builds on to um, uh, long-standing products that, that we have at Cornwall Insight, the, um, the third-party charges forecast and the benchmark power curve. And... Um, Essentially, it takes um, different elements of those um, of those forecasts and uh, puts together a view of the delivered um, energy cost for a um, for a typical non-domestic electricity uh, customer over um, you know an initial five-year forecast period. But um, you know uh, we can and have done uh, forecasts for twenty. Uh, 25 years. Um, you know, we're also looking at similar provisions for um, for a corresponding gas um, service as well. Obviously, you know, given given that gas is you know, very much the driver of um, a lot of the volatility that we're um, that we're seeing in the market. But um, no, you know, it's a it's a it's a proposition which which builds upon two services which have been um, very important to um, uh, to Cornwall Insight. But I guess certainly, as far as the challenges faced by businesses at this point in time, you know, having that um, that independent, well-researched, and impartial view of you know, where bills will go for um, for end users, it's certainly something that we see as being um, very important, not just in the short term, but also you know in the in the longer term as we look at you know some of the investments that the companies um, will be undertaking to help support their respective net zero transitions. And this kind of service it's something that we've done on a bespoke basis a bit more in the past. I know we've looked more recently given the current challenges in the wholesale markets and the current challenges for businesses to to see how we can make this more accessible to a, a broader audience to take advantage of the and um, the forecasting work that that you guys do in in our consultancy team. But what would you say you found in the past the kind of benefits of using the service from from people that have already taken it? I mean, certainly as far as the um the, the more bespoke propositions that we've uh, provided, um, you know, it's information which has been used um by companies to support their um their investment business cases for um for certain projects that they um that they're looking at it's formed an important part of their um medium and long-term financial planning you know given the the nature of the clients to whom we've provided this service in the um uh in the past um you know the ability to have that um that uh forecast out to you know for instance like you know the end of the decade um has certainly been um been very important uh for them and i think also um Really, just when they are looking at their um, their options from a from a contracting perspective as well, and um, certainly for some of the larger end users that we've that we've looked at, you know, the ability to have that that independent view of you know what their energy spend will be, you know, as they're looking to um, uh, to go to market for any new contracts that they're looking to put in place, um, you know, it's certainly been been um, very much a, a benefit to them as part of that process. And I think the service includes um, something that sets out the kind of drivers of the costs. Yes, you know, it's not, it's not, um, it's certainly not, not a case of uh, here's an Excel spreadsheet um, and um, 
that that's you know, that, that, that you, you then as a as a client have to um, work through that. Um, it, it very much does come with uh, the overview of the um, of the key drivers as far as the market and the different elements um, are concerned. So where that's um, transmission, distribution, uh, costs, renewable levies for electricity, etc. Um, you know, it, it very much does provide that 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 view that we have of you know the key drivers um, and the directionality. Of the um of the individual charges, so that um you know uh, the clients are able to um to interrogate that and to um and to challenge it and to see you know what this is exactly what it means for me um, as a business, which um you know at the end of the day is what we want to achieve from this. It is about you know giving clients the the knowledge that they need to make informed decisions about their business going forward. And a final question for you today, Craig. Are there any insights you can bring to us from the recent forecast that you've just had a look at? Um, well, as I say, um, ordinarily we would expect there to be um, a lot more focus on um, the the non-commodity elements within the um, the charges, but um, as I'm sure you can appreciate at this point in time, we've had a lot more questions about um, you know. Why is the wholesale market doing what it's doing? Where is the wholesale market, you know, go, going next? Um, you know, and what does it mean? What does it mean for me? You know, I think it's been interesting, and in that certainly a number of the clients to whom we provide the um, the bespoke service um, have been coming back uh, to us and, and asking the question of, okay, so if I'm looking at you know, a particular investment option um, to help with my net zero transition, um, you know. How do these um, prices actually factor into that that decision? And I think you know um, certainly um, you know while 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 the the wholesale side of things it, you know is is of course you know very much important at this point in time and very much you know uh, front and center as far as people's consciousness is concerned. I think you know the importance of the um, the non wholesale costs. Where they are going, you know, and certainly where they're going over the um, over the rest of the decade and potentially beyond, um, you know, it's ver it's uh, still remains a important and material part of um, of a typical customer's bill. So I think you know having having visibility of those and having understanding of those is um, is very important in the round along with the wholesale side of things. Mm. Thanks very much, Craig. Um, and for more information about our electricity bill forecast, um, please head over to our website or feel free to send any questions across to us. Thank you all for listening, everyone. Thank you, Anna.